Welcome to a special edition of the Ramble Room. This is, in effect, a public service announcement for the city of Sheridan and the county of Sheridan. I'm including it broadcast around the state, though, because you may run into similar issues in the near future where you live. Wyoming is a wonderful place to live, and as such, it's seeing an influx of people moving to the area. One of the greatest issues is water. What follows is a letter that was not written by me. It was written by Brian Miller. Brian Miller is a resident of Sheridan County and owns property both in the county and in the city. And he has some strong concerns. And not just him, there are a number of people that are looking at this situation and just thinking things don't quite add up right. I myself went to one of the hearings and I was disappointed in the lack of information that was able to be given to the public. Uh, Questions were brought up that they just flat didn't have answers for. And I would encourage both the Sheridan County Commissioners and the Sheridan City Council to just kind of put pump the brakes on this thing a little bit. Let's let's look a little deeper. At any rate, Brian gave me a copy of this letter and I offered to read it to you. I think it's important that you hear what he says. Uh, A bit of a disclaimer, he's the one that wrote this. He's the one that did the research. Although it's, it's pretty well cited, I don't have any reason to not believe the information that is here. But I have to confess that I did not research every bit of this. This is basically my willingness to share with my audience his concerns from his perspective. And I think that's part of the spirit of what the Independence Network is about, what this podcast is about, is putting out information for your consideration. If this is something that concerns you, I would encourage you to look into it further. Uh, Give Brian a call. He does give his phone number. You'll catch it in there. One last note, this was done in a bit of a hurry, and I had some technical issues with the sound, which I have ironed out to a degree. I apologize that it is not up to my normal standards. Uh, We'll be back in our regular studio shortly. We are preparing to get to Cheyenne to go fight against taxes. At any rate, here's the letter. I hope it is of interest to you. If not, pass this one by and catch the next show. What you and I created over the past 35 years, our own county commissioners are about to give away, unless we speak up now. Speak up now. Our county commissioners, at least a majority of them, are about to give up our saws water rights to the city of Sheridan. The county customers built the saws system. Saws is ours to determine the fate of, not theirs. Saws is in, quote, great shape, according to Dan Roberts, the city's utility director. We've built the county portion of the system, financed it for 35 years, built up at least $6 million in reserves to repair it when the maintenance issues arise. It serves 2,000 rural customers today and has a capacity to serve an additional 2,000. The city of Sheridan has allowed their own water system inside the city limits to fall into areas of major disrepair. A system that city staff has admitted needs some $100 million in repairs over the next 10 to 15 years. One example is the Brooks Street project being impacted by failing water lines above the county courthouse. 
Another is the abandonment of the number one city priority, replacement of the ductile iron pipeline from the airport that delivers water to the Powderhorn, Little Goose, and Bighorn areas due to increased costs, which the city has recently chosen to defer to a future date. So much for it being a number one priority. This at a time when the city has record receipts from one cent money and could be used to offset the increased cost. While at the same time, many of the same city council members and mayor are very aware of the ambitions of realtors and land developers who are wanting to do what they've done now for more than two decades, expand their business interests by extending city limits. When you talk about driving economic development, you are increasing the tax base. However, those in the existing areas of the city are suffering the consequences of these actions, leaving old neighborhoods to fend for themselves. The city's expansion and growth will weigh heavily on the county's rural customers, especially as the county rates are based on the city's rates. The rural customers lose their representation if the Joint Powers Board herein JPB is dissolved. Getting rid of the JPB and forming a committee is not an answer, and here's why. Speaking to the proposed dissolution agreement, the last-minute change of the word adoption to ratification of decisions made by proposed committee already indicates an intent to weaken the agreement. Know that this committee is merely advisory by its construction. Those two words have completely different legal meanings, and the ratification of proposed rates does not a done deal make. However, adoption of those rates might. This proposed committee has no statutory power. Answers to the three questions that have been repeatedly asked by rural water customers over the past few weeks, now that this issue has finally come to light, are, who is pushing this dissolution? Storyhouse Village, as referenced in the video of the discussion on applying for two grants, an ARPA and a WWDC, in the 1 August and 8 August City Council meetings. It's now obvious that the city needs our SAWS assets and the income from rural water sales to finance a Northeast transmission pipeline. Why are they pushing it? Storyhouse Village needs water. Why now? Because on 8 November... 2023, the day after the City Council and County Commissioners would vote to dissolve SAWS, the Wyoming Water Development Commission is meeting to decide whether or not to fund a grant for the Northeast Water Transmission Pipeline. That's the rush. City leadership are claiming the County Commissioners are pushing this dissolution, reference the 23 October 23 work session video. And the County Commissioners counterclaimed they are not pushing it reference Commissioner Siddle's statements from the 24 October 23 SAWS Joint Powers Board public hearing. So who is pushing it? How did we get to this point and why is it moving forward for final dissolution if neither of the parties to the board are pushing it? Is there some outside influence at work here? We're being left in the dark. Obviously, we can only suspect it's because a lot of money could be made by some who are influencing our electeds. Questions posed by Councilors Patchig and Jennings at the 23 October 23 City Council work session regarding the question as to why a rate study has not been done to determine if there will be any financial or administrative efficiencies from a dissolution have not been answered. The presenters only answer, 
was that doing a study before the city gets control would complicate the issue and raise questions that could disrupt the transfer. The city went on to state, in reference to additional questions posed by Councilors Patchick and Jennings, was that such a study would take six to nine months and could potentially delay the other city's projects in the works. What projects? No one will say. After more questioning, the city official went on to explain that such a study would need to include all future capital construction projects the city might expect over the next couple of decades to ensure the rates properly forecast and potential savings are identified. Otherwise, we'll find that any predicted savings may never have existed at all. Is this a case of, we have to pass this dissolution agreement before you can find out what the result of the agreement could be? Here are a few of the proposed capital projects we've heard about to date. A northeast expansion pipeline, which would bring water to the proposed Storyhouse Village, recently annexed into the city limits, will likely result in a need for another storage facility or two and a water and sewage treatment plant. All 100 million in the city system repairs noted earlier. In addition, the city is contemplating a 40-mile-long pipeline designed to allow access to the city of Sheridan's water rights in Lake DeSmit. should be noted that a similar linked pipeline between Colorado Springs, Colorado, and the Pueblo Reservoir cost more than a billion dollars to construct 10 years ago. The last one, the Lake DeSmit pipeline, would be of greater benefit to the county than the city, according to city officials who stated so at the 23 October 23 City Council work session meeting. Who do you think will pay for this one if the city already believes the benefit of the city's water right at the Smith will go to the rural customers? Of course, that's not to say city customers won't see their bills go up commensurately, since every time you add infrastructure, someone must pay to maintain it, and there are not enough rural customers to rely on in Sheridan. Read the SAWS Joint Powers Board's lawyer's September 8, 2015 letter regarding consolidation. That letter describes a plethora of reasons that dissolving the board would not only be a bad idea, but likely not even doable. This letter was the key document that halted the move to dissolve the Joint Powers Board back then. The reasonings in the letter range from water rights and cross-jurisdictional boundary issues to rural representation and basic political subdivision issues and more. The saddest point regarding this letter is that four of the six members on the current SAWS Joint Powers Board indicated that they had not been provided that 2015 letter. Two members were commissioners back then. Even after the content of the letter was brought to the attention of the board's chairwoman during their meeting in August this year. Additionally, when asked at a recent meeting of the SAWS Joint Powers Board lawyer, Mr. Wentland believes those concerns have been resolved. His answer was simply no, which is also likely why the city's and county's legal teams have been tasked to work on the dissolution agreement at this time. The county's portion of SAWS remains in the black after 35 years of operation and looks to stay that way for decades to come. As noted earlier, the city of Sheridan just recently chose to give state grant funds back because, as the city said, 
they could not afford to do their number one priority waterline repair project, the airport waterline. An axiom is a statement or proposition which is regarded as being established, accepted, or self-evidently true. The first, taxes never go down and they never go away. A second, once a right is taken, you may never get it back. And a third, power and authority invested in a single vessel results in tyranny. If we allow our electeds to take away or to give away control of our right to our water and the infrastructure we built, we will be at the mercy of a growing administrative empire smack dab in the middle of north central Wyoming. I ask that each of you who reads this come to the city council meeting on November 6 and the county commissioners meeting on November 7. That will decide the fate of the dissolution agreement regarding the SAWS JPB dissolution issue. As Mark Twain once said when talking about the political struggle regarding Western water rights, whiskey's for drinking, water's for fighting. Brian Miller, the cell phone number is listed here, 307-920-0215. Brian is a property owner in both the city of Sheridan and the Saws County areas, and this is dated 27 October 23.